Hi there. I am so excited to invite you to attend our fourth annual free virtual special education and advocacy conference. We are hosting it here at Ashley Barlow Company in partnership with Rebecca Poe Teaching. And we are so excited for a few new things at this year's conference. The first new thing is that we have not just one, but two different tracks for attendance. For the first time ever, we have created a track that is specific for school staff and teachers. We also still have that traditional track that we intend to be really great for parents and caregivers in the IEP arena. So yes, we have a teacher track and a parent track. On that teacher track, you are going to learn about things like easier data collection, gestalt language processing, behavior reading, and other super hot topics in special education practice, as well as advocacy. On the teacher and caregiver track, you're going to learn about stress management for caregivers, using adaptive books, something that I have really kind of um, dove into here at my own house, inclusion advocacy, advocacy strategies, and so, so much more. That free ticket will give you one pass, one access to one presentation per hour on the track that you choose, either that teacher track or the parent track. Of course, if you are not available on January 19th or January 20th when the conference is taking place, you can buy tickets to access the conference on demand. And those tickets, of course, are available at our website, ashleybarlowco.com backslash conference slash 2024. Check out the website for more information about ticketing. This year, we also have something super exciting planned. We have decided to make this a two-day event. When I partnered with Rebecca Poe Teaching, I told her that I really feel like School districts, disability organizations, and other community organizations need to start providing trainings that are accessible to teachers, related service providers, administrators, parents and caregivers, and other community members that are interested in IEP support. What if we all attended the same training? What if we all learned information about special education practice? curriculum, how to read evaluations, that kind of stuff, about special education advocacy, how we can collaborate more, how we can work together, and even about special education laws. What if we all attended those presentations and we workshopped them together? So together with Rebecca Poe Teaching, I have created the Empowered Workshop Series, and we are excited to bring it to your organization or school in 2024 and beyond. If you are interested in having Rebecca and I bring a workshop to you, you can see a preview of the Empowered Workshops on January 19th, the Friday before our main conference programming. For more information about that, either send me a DM or check out the website, again, ashleybarlowco.com backslash conference dash 2024. We hope to see you January 19th and or January 20th and can't wait to connect with you. Hey, fabulous listeners. You might have done a double take thinking, wait, that's not Ashley's voice. And you'd be right. I'm Rachel Starr, the creative director here at Ashley Barlow Co. 
And the mastermind behind today's plot twist. For our 149th episode, Ashley has been our captain, steering the ship with her wisdom, guiding us on this awesome mission to jazz up the world of special education and advocacy. But today, today, we're at episode 150, baby. And I'm hijacking the mic to put our dear Captain Ashley in the hot seat. Let's talk numbers for a sec. Let's talk numbers for a sec. 50 amazing guests with over 75 plus additional connections. They deserve a round of applause too. A whopping 84 downloads and counting and love notes from 23 different countries. You know, but who's counting? So what's the plan today? We're going to dive into the ABCs of ABC Co's beginning. Ashley's Oh My Stars moments during her first recording and the fireworks of her first guest episode. The dreams, the giggles, and the whoops of the wild ride. And because who doesn't love some good gossip? A sneaky peek into what's cooking for the ABC Co's future. Whether you've been rocking with us since day one, or if you're the newest member of our groovy tribe, buckle up, buttercup. Because today, it's all about getting the inside scoop from Ashley herself. Hello, Ashley. Hi. This is <laughs> so amazing. I like it. I like it. I'm so excited. This was a good idea. We're going to have fun. It's going to be a blast. Okay, I'm going to dive in and we're going to get started. All right? Let's do it. All right. So first up, fill the beans. How did we magically land into the Ashley Barlow Co. existence? How did Ashley Barlow Co. start? Because Frozen 2 is really trippy. So I was watching Frozen 2 with Jack at the beginning of the pandemic and I texted a friend who had to help me with my website at my law firm and I said should I do a podcast or a vlog honestly I was doing some like Facebook videos as I was working with Jack early on in the pandemic and as I was reading all of the guidance documents and stuff that was coming from the state of Kentucky and from the federal government on education back during like COVID shutdown I was like, you know, I've always thought about doing a podcast. I wonder if I should like do a, a vlog on literally my text to her was podcast or vlog. And she said, you know, I know this girl, Rachel, out in like some some state I had never heard of. Montana. Mont- Montana. It is Montana. one of the states. Oh, OK. Yeah. Well, I had never heard of yeah. it. And so she was like, I know this girl, Rachel. Maybe she can answer. And so we started texting back and forth. And then that's the funny thing, as if it wasn't funny already. Because of the way I make decisions, you and I texted during the viewing of Frozen 2. We already had an appointment scheduled by the time Frozen 2 was over. Stupidest movie ever made. And I had a focus group planned. So the very next night I had a focus group. The, The night after that, you and I met. And the morning after that, I had paid you a sizable retainer to make a website and to develop an entire lifestyle type brand. Yeah, that's what happened. And crazily in that time period, I had a random week where I was back in Montana picking up my kids because we were moving to Ohio. So I actually was, I already had moved to Ohio. I was just picking up my kids. So I was managing all of that while flying my two kids in the middle of a pandemic. Um, and a dog. Yeah, we drove the dog across country in the U-Haul. Yeah, yeah they do mm-hmm. not live in the middle of a pandemic in a U-Haul. No big yeah. deal. It was really no big deal at no. all. We, but that's how Ashley Barlow came to be. I mean, 
you know, there's a lot of back history. I, I had actually even sat down to develop something to train special education advocates and just not, like inspiration never struck. I had kind of always dreamed about being able to provide resources to families in a more economical way and in a like less fuddy-duddy, boring legal way. Yeah. Because, you know, it's a, it's a process that's founded in the law, but it's not founded... It, it, it like sometimes humanity comes out of it. And so I wanted to be able to put humanity into it. But yeah, that's that's the story. I think one of the reasons that you and the podcast and just ABC Co. in general are so successful is that you're not stuffy and you provide very stuffy a lot of the time information in a relatable, consumable way. And, and I think that's why the podcast is so relatable too, is that it's like having a conversation with you, which was really important to the brand from the very start was that it was a conversation opposed to a lesson, you know, like the lessons there, of course, but, you know, it was always more a conversation than it was. Here's the 17 things you should do tomorrow because no one has time for that. Well, and I don't know what those 17 exactly. things are. I wish that I could be that organized and I could have that kind of foresight, but... That's just not the way that my brain works. I think, yeah, I mean, you know, that's the way that I practice law and it's unique. And it's just very like, I like people. So it's very sociology based. I, that's why interest-based negotiation works for me because I like to figure out how people work and then how to get people to come to common ground. And there's no, you know, I've, my law practice was a, was a general practice. So I have done social security. I've done a lot of civil stuff. I was like the landslide girl in Northern Kentucky for a while, which I hated. I did not want to be the landslide girl. But like major, major civil work. Like right. I could tell you how to build a retaining wall. I don't want to know that, but I, I do know. Don't don't get too coarse of fill. That's oh, the situation. Yeah, I need a lot of that geograph. Like that geograph, that is key to the wall. And so, but, you know, in doing all of that, I still have maintained a personal component to practicing law. I literally wrote my essay to get into law school about bringing people together. And that's, you know, there's no time that's more important to do that than in special education and in education in general. So I think that's probably why my personality, my interest, my style works so well in this particular modality. And it's why I do it exclusively now. I, I just love this line of work. Yeah. Well, you can tell there's a, a great passion behind <laughs> you. So all, all jokes aside. And literally behind me, if you're watching yes, the video, there's Jack. True. A very adorable <laughs> there's photo. A picture of Jack. I know I'll never replace that yeah, picture. It's too good. It's too good. If anybody's watching me, I have my pack above me. He just oversees the day. Make sure things go well, you know. With his arm hat. That happens that, you know, he wore chucker hats before chucker hats were cool, you know? Right. Such a, my pap also drank iced coffee. And iced coffee was not a thought in the world. And we, See. everyone in our family made fun of him because when Nanny would make coffee, he waited for hours for it to be at the temp that he wanted. And then he put milk and ice in it. So pap was cool far before anything. He was a trendsetter. A millennial. Yes. Yes, he was. It's unbelievable. Love. Okay. So 
take us back. What was it like the first time you recorded an episode? Like just a solo one. Like what were you like? <laughs> like, did you put together a script? Like, what did you do? Oh, yeah, there is a script. Yeah. So this was like pandemic time and I had Jack home for 18 months from school. And so I was trying to run a law practice full time. At the time that this business started, I was working like 65 hours a week. That was normal. I used to work 80. And so I was down to about 65 by the time COVID started. And we had all of this stress with Jack's health. He had what's probably an autoimmune flare. We never did figure it out. And so we had him home from school for the first 18 months of the pandemic. And so I was doing his school, getting on all of his Zooms and all of that stuff. I was trying to manage a 65-hour-a-week job in about 30. My husband and I had all kinds of different schedules that all worked pretty well, honestly. But I was basically getting like four-hour chunks, and then I was getting weekends. And so... When I first went up to record, I think I did it on a Saturday. There was definitely a, and oh my gosh, a ton of makeup. I remember <laughs> that I thought I needed foundation and makeup, which is real funny because <laughs> I barely, like, I don't know. When I get makeup, they they put it on the paper, like a, a paper. Do you yeah. know they have a face? Yeah. yeah. Well, I don't know what to do with makeup. I don't. I don't have face. I like buy makeup and then I'm like, I have all this makeup and I use two things. Like I use moisturizer and mascara. Amen. I don't know. I mean, well, what's really funny is I still use bronzer even when I'm this And I'm like all covered up because I'm so tan. And so there's a lot of makeup and a script. And okay, but here's the thing. It's like, I can't honestly say, and I was so intimidated. I mean, I can honestly say I have no idea what I was doing, but, and I still kind of don't, but that's the beauty of it. You don't have to know, but I love, I love helping people. I love an audience. I love this topic. I could literally, as you have seen, talk forever about special education and all the things that touch advocacy. So once I kind of got like dialed in, oh, what's also funny is, and this still happens, if you set out to like record something, it could be an IGTV, it could be a podcast, it could be anything. You have to start like 15 times. And then once you get five minutes in, no problem at all. But my, my phone back then would have like a thousand like videos of the same picture of me because it would be like two seconds, 13 seconds, four minutes. That's four minutes of my life. It's gone, you know? And so that was fun. But yeah, that's how it was in the beginning. What was it like for your first guest? Like, were you more nervous because you were going to interview someone? And then there was a lot more like technical aspects. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So one of the things, so my first guest was my friend, Sarah Plattenberg, who I just like totally, totally adore. Sarah and I met at the COPA conference. I talk about COPA all the time. COPA is the Council of Parents, Attorneys, and Advocates. It's an advocacy group. It's like our kind of like trade organization here in special education advocacy. And I met her there. You know, when you sit in a room of 100 people and you're like, oh, that person could be my friend. I'm sure I, you know, liked her shoes or something. (laughs) I usually gravitate towards blondes. Yeah. How it just happens. My friend Gina, I met her at a rights law training and we had the same haircut. So we bonded over that. But Sarah was like, here's, so the interview was great. Everything was fine. She actually commented on how much makeup I, and the technical thing that I thought was funny was that I, I recorded on my iPad because I thought, I don't know why, but I thought that would be better with like a 
a tripod. I just looked over. It's in the corner and it stayed in the corner probably <laughs> since then. I mean, I had all the stuff, right? Like yep. I had like thing behind my microphone that muffled the sound like 1%. That thing's gone. And so all the stuff, which like I kept knocking over and that was bad. But then the other funny thing was I had it set up in like speaker profile. So I would see her and then I would see me and her. (laughs) So I don't really remember. I'm sure the episode was great. I think we talked about like preparing for the school year. And then I think we talked about like getting together at the beginning of the second semester and saying, okay, what do you do at the beginning of the second semester? What do you do before the summer? But we never did. That's my plan. We have come a long way technically because now you like can record this into your phone and we can edit all the background noise out and it sounds so crisp and clear and you don't need all the. Yeah. 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 Come a long way than the editing front. Like I listened to some of the old first episodes. I'm like, oh my gosh, should I go back and re-edit that? Maybe I should go back and re-edit that. You know, we're going to talk about this, I think, because I did see the questions. I didn't study for saw them. (laughs) But that kind of goes with the perfectly a perfect brand. Like, I cannot sit with a curated backdrop with my hair done without children in the background. Um, that's just, first of all, that's not me. And second of all, I would venture to say for a bunch of my listeners, that isn't them either. Yeah. So, you know, when you've got kids, A, when you have jobs and chores and you want to try to work out or like be a nice daughter from time to time. Right. You can't always just plop yourself in front of this beautiful Pinteresty backdrop no. with all the high tech stuff and be like, and now this is the time when I make hot tea and I drink and I record a podcast. It's it like right. that's not real life. So we we slowly came up with this tagline of perfectly imperfect. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, you know, I might put on a headband to, to cover up how terrible my hair is, or I might say, Rachel, we can't put the video on because yeah, I, you know, haven't washed my hair in six days. So now yeah. everyone knows why all the ones that are missing your smiling face. No, I'm kidding. I'm straight on now. Really? I've seen a lot Real of life. the roof of your car. I've seen, I've seen yeah. a lot of the roof of your car for sure. And your bedroom. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yeah. I just, I just get rid of that and put up a nice little, just a little. Image. You probably see my skin too, because mm-hmm. sometimes I don't even have an AirPod, so I have to like rest yeah. on my chest. I can tell. And then sometimes you That's move it. it. And I'm like, oh, she moved it. Kind of, kind of, like you moved the phone. Uh huh. Yeah. Sometimes I pull it out of my pocket because my AirPod died. <laughs> That's a great. Fact. I've heard that one. That one's for sure. So, like, when did you realize you had gone from recording to like having fans and like, oh, this was a thing and people actually were listening? Like, how did you know? Like, what was your, you know, your moment? Do we, it, it, are you talking about the Carla effect? Yes, I am. Okay, um, I'm talking about the, I'm talking about the Carla effect. Carla. Oh, Carla. So Carla was on the podcast. Carla Warren's twins on, oh, sorry. I'm out of my email and it helps the ding. I'm sorry. Okay. So Carla, I mean, I don't know that Carla was my first like fan that I actually noticed, but it, it came to be that. Well, I think, Rachel, actually, maybe you told me in the beginning, you could tell when people kind of like found us on the Internet because people would download everything. So you were getting the email update saying somebody downloaded the communication bundle or the special education and advocacy lab and then the this and that and this and that and this and that. And 
So I think that was really kind of when we first started to figure out that like, oh, this is working. People are listening. And then I started to get people that were reaching out to me with feedback, which was so helpful. Like, oh, I just used this and you'll never believe the response that the teacher gave me. Or thank you so much for the episode on blah, blah, blah. I contacted this expert that's here in Minneapolis and now I can't wait to start with speech or, you know, whatever it was. And what's neat is, and and I'm, I'm, Carla was kind of my first person where this happened, where people started sharing stuff, like really sharing stuff and, and recommending to their communities. And in the case of Carla, she's a military spouse that was living in Japan at the time. That's a former teacher. She was working in a school. And so she has like a really tapped in network and she started sharing a lot. And it was like, oh, my gosh, like this is actually providing value to people. And that's I mean, honestly, that's something that's really great because you put this stuff into the universe. But what's different about this is my job's really relational. Like I have people that come to me and say, I need your help. They're emotional. They're crying. They're stressed out. They're yelling. They're, you know, really kind of at their wit's end. And that's why they come to me as an attorney. But in this job at Ashley Barlow Company, I'm putting stuff into the internet and not really hearing if it works. And so for those folks that, you know, have kind of become more communicative, it's really helpful. So that's a long answer, but we'll call it the Carla effect. for Yeah, it was funny because there were days where all of a sudden I would, you would see, I'd see the notifications popping up where someone downloaded, you could see who it was, downloaded like all the freebies, right? And then you could tell like a couple hours ago by and all of a sudden you're like, oh, we have a purchase and it's the same person. And I'm like, okay. And then I really noticed in the podcast where, so that first episode would come out for the, like on, would drop for the week. But then when I would go back and look at stats, People were were listening to old episodes, right? So you could tell that they were binging. And I was starting to see that, like the back catalog was moving forward, specific episodes. So, yeah, that was neat to watch too, like how episodes were performing and to watch the stats on old episodes and that kind of thing. Yeah. So, you know, but you need to be in something for a while in order for the data to actually make any sense, which is true in special education. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, So, Oh, so yeah, I mean, it's, it, it, it was definitely slow, but for me, like the creative outlet of Ashley Marlowe Company at the beginning was so like self-fulfilling that, you know, I had the patience to kind of wait to see if it was actually working. Exactly. <laughs> okay. So I, I know the answer to this, but which episode, okay. So well, two parts. First one is which episode was your, is your favorite episode of all time? And then, yeah, you have to pick one. And then which episode do you think, and I think you know, has performed the best long-term over time? Well, it might be the same. Yeah. Listen, I like, so I love people, right? And I love people that get excited and people that like have like real substance and people that are not afraid to go out on a limb, people that are like, driven and successful but also like lighthearted and goofy i'm a swimmer right so picture like intense weird people these are the people that i like and so i just i'm like a major 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 fan girl of my friend pete right 
I love Pete Wright so much. I love Wright's Law. I love all of the Wright's Law um, publications. Pete did my very first training in special education advocacy, special education law practice. I went down to William and Mary and did ISCA, which doesn't exist anymore. Well, it exists in a different form at a school in San Antonio. So it was just such an honor to have Pete kind of help us to almost launch the podcast. It looks like he was my sixth guest, but it felt like a whole lifetime. Yeah. And I remember he he teased me about dancing around on the internet <laughs> because of Instagram reels. Yeah. And I was yeah. like, more to talk. Like, I consider Pete, you know, like a colleague friend, but I still, he's like, you know, the grandfather of special education. <laughs> so I was like, oh my gosh. So, I mean, honestly, it was just such an honor to talk to him for my business purpose, right? Like, he is so supportive of people in this field. And so when I had no doubt that he would say yes to being a guest, but it was just so great to talk to him. I have, I, I have some other episodes that I think, well, and then part two of that is I think that I know that Pete is definitely the highest performing episode. I think the second highest performing episode still is Solandi Forte. Is that right? For guests, it is. But there's actually an episode in between of yours that's solo that also still to this day performs really, really, really well. What is it? You did. It's all. It's an episode. It's about your story. And so it's very heart centered. It's a totally it does. It comes in. I mean, like keep like really high. But then uh-huh. another episode that is, it's like, I think it's My Story is what it's called. I think it's, it's, I think it's called My Story. Yeah. Too. But, you know, we promote it heavy as well, because I think it's a, uh-huh. to me, it's always been a really important episode because it yeah. tells the story of you with kind of out. It's just a, it's a very raw episode. And I think it makes you really relatable to parents who either are feeling that themselves or just starting out. And I think that that it's why it does so well. But you're right. She is the third best performing. Okay. Yeah. And I mean, Solani's just great. Like she, she explains stuff so well. She, we talk about FBAs, but it's really about behavior. And so hers was really great. I also think Courtney Hansen provides really great information. She was in, she's like an inclusion, just like crazy passionate advocate about inclusion. And she was in news media, so she's very articulate and like synced. She's as verbose as I am. She's the opposite. She just cuts to the chase and you're like, wow, that was really wise. Do that. <laughs> so, you know, I totally adored that. Another person that is so wise that we've had on twice is April Rarig. I think yes. April and Erin Mahaffey, both Ed Sykes. Oh my gosh, their episodes were so helpful. I recorded Erin's in Key West and I had to keep muting because airplanes were flying over <laughs> Mount Royal Island yeah. with a lot of air traffic. And I was like, I almost wanted to do it again because it was so good. Yeah. So we've had, you know, we've had a billion. And honestly, like anytime I get to communicate and connect with somebody in the field and talk about their favorite topic, it's so rewarding to me because it oh, I learn stuff too, you know, and I just kind of get to geek out about this topic that I love. So I don't think you can compete with Pete. Tom. I know. I don't think anybody feels 
less than because Pete is, oh. you know, he took his study at Scrim, you know. Yeah. Is it crazy to you that you've had 84,000 downloads? It must be because you miscalculated. <laughs> Don't let me do math. I thought it was 75. I have a little note right here that said how many we have on our old house. Yeah. 42,000. We used to do it on Podbean. Um, and so I just must have added 42,000 wrong to the total. But I, yes, it's crazy. I mean, 84,000 times somebody has listened to something that I have put into the universe for special education. It, that's just, it's just weird. I, I like, I'm not a numbers person, so I can't really conceptualize that. But yes, thank you. Thank, thank you for listening. So fantastic. The, one of the best things about our partnership is that I am uber, uber organized, like maybe too organized, some people in my family might say. So we actually are quite a good balance to get, what can I say, it shit done. Yeah. And yeah, we cuss it. And that's really how it functions is that you are a great deadliner, though. Like you are such a good, if I say, Ash, I need these four things by Thursday, you're like, okay, I'll have it to you at this time. And I have it. And you do it. Well, you know why? Because I like you. I don't have the, well, I always say I'm like a walking executive function, but it's because I have struggles with that. So like I've got lists and I've got outlines and I've got goal sheets and I've got everything, but I might just not be able to find it. But I'll get it done because I made a promise to a person. And if it's you, then it's like a person that I really care about and and like, same thing as what I said about Pete, you know, I really respect, and this is true in advocacy too. I really respect administrators and teachers that are going above and beyond, that are making the relationships, that are doing the research, that are implementing best practice. And so like, I agree that we're a great team and that we complement one another. Well, at the end of the day, we're very similar. We both like to work hard and we both are like uber organized but we're organized in totally different yep. ways but it's neat and like it's neat to watch yeah, our brain yeah. work together because we've been able to come up with some awesome stuff over the years yeah 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 great we have i know and like so many times my favorite thing is when i call i've got notes from our last call like this upstairs in my bedroom right now where like i just have a thousand things like i i was gonna make another class another course yeah. and I was like I'm not feeling it because of a thousand reasons and so you and I hopped on a call and I have four notebook pages of notes that were like no we need to do this 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 and this and then the summer exploded <laughs> and now now I have a trial yeah but as soon as that's over then we can get back to our May planning but like the way that you and I bounce ideas off of one another support one another can organize stuff when we're together in just an hour like four times a year. Right. Like, okay, we did. Yes. Speaking yeah. of the future, can you tell yes. us, you know, you want to share maybe a couple nuggets of what's, what the plan is, what's coming up for the next school year and all of those things? Or even like, do you have any like really exciting podcasts? Guess that maybe you want to drop name drop or anything. So, okay. So for the future, we have some, okay. So I would like to do more inside my membership. I, so the membership idea came about because my main class, well, I have two classes, right? The one that's more parent geared, the lab, and then the one that's more advocate geared, the ABC course. And, you know, those 
do well and and they sell and people are engaged in that kind of thing but like on a day-to-day basis those people are not super engaged and I think you know they're a little intimidating because of the volume like I'm not I'm a volume person I am like give me more I can't stop reading I can't stop doing I like I love it I I'm a deep diver But, you know, I also lived the life of a mom of a kid with a disability and, you know, a thousand other irons in the fire. And so I understand. So we developed the membership community to basically like drip little bits of content, you know, like top three things that you should do this school year if your kid has ADHD or how to get an evaluation if your kid has dyslexia, like really kind of basic one pagers. And it's it's going well. We have a really great yet small community mm-hmm. over there. And I would like to enrich the people that are part of the membership more. So I'm thinking about taking June, July, and August off and then doing something big for them. And I have some ideas about what's big for them, but you know, that's kind of like a big project for me right now. I also have some plans and some goals to provide more trainings for disability organizations. So for your decoding dyslexia or your IDA organization, for your Down syndrome affiliate, for your autism speaks group or whatever your local group is. So I would like to to do more half day and day long trainings for you. Maybe run a teacher track and a parent track. I would love to do some more hands-on stuff, like sit down with me, everybody bring their IEPs, and we have this guided discussion, and we really like get into our own IEPs, or we start building our binders together, that kind of thing. So I've got that stuff going. And then, of course, we're going to continue to do the stuff that we do so well. The lab will stay evergreen. We will launch the ABC course. I'm real excited about this year's conference, which we will do in um, January. I've started talking to people about speaking at the conference. And yeah, so that's what that's what we got going on. Just a little bit. Just a couple little things. I'm always kind of tweaking. I mean, like I said, I wanted to make this course. It was going to be called My Collaborative IEP. It was going to be smaller, but more like negotiation practice based. And honestly, like I just feel like I've kind I don't want to overwhelm people with the amount of like big products that we have. I would like to focus more on little little product little products. Like let me know. Definitely, definitely let us know. You can email us, either of us, or our direct line too at the info at Ashley Barlow Co. Uh, as well. It's monitored all the time. I will say one of the things too for the community, from my perspective, is just helping to nurture the community and grow that piece too. And letting people find community there, you know, as that being another portion of my other job, it's that so valuable. I keep learning over and over again of being able to come to a spot that's not laden with advertising like Facebook is and actually be able to be with like other people who are in a similar spot that you are in and be able to nurture and help one another is a lot. It's very fulfilling. And so building the community out more is definitely a, a big priority for me, for you. <laughs> Coming up too. It, over in the, in the club, in the monthly membership, we do a fair amount of chit chat in our monthly discussions. Yeah. But then we also do like really good, helpful conversations. And that community happens, you know, where people like 
will say, well, what school system did you choose? Or, you know, how did the evaluation go? Did you get that paperwork back? And so that is happening. And it it's not like starting to happen. It happened right off the bat, which was really cool to me because I thought we might have to do more relationship building. And I'm like, oh, I hate ice cream. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, that is so, so important. And I think we have it in our local communities, but you know, people are people. <laughs> so like, I don't like to talk about my kid with people that are in the same district as me, because then it feels like a little gossipy or a little whatever. So there's a little bit of anonymity, but then like real true friendships and support, which I think is super helpful. Yeah. You know, I'm meek and not wanting to share a whole lot. I don't know. I just feel weird. Like if Jack is somebody's classmate, I don't want to go on and on with their mom about all of the things that are, it it doesn't feel affirming to Jack for me to do that sometimes. Well, it's also not good for you as a caregiver to, you don't want to swirl in those sort of things. So as a caregiver, you need your mental health to be top of the list as well, because if your mental health isn't in a good spot, then you're not able to care in a, in a best way that you can. And I feel like that's how those bonds can can happen within the club. Yeah, yeah that's for sure. I totally, totally agree with that yeah. too. Yeah. Like, real friendship and appreciation for people that are in the trenches with you, regardless of what they experience in their families and in their yeah. lives. Well, yeah. actually, this is really fun. What, thanks for letting me steal, steal the show this week and interview you. It was really fun. We thought we should do something fun for 150 because congratulations. It's a huge accomplishment, accomplishment to 50 episodes. Like, honestly, it's like, wowzers. Like, so many podcasts do not make it that 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 duration honestly it does not happen you very rarely take time off where most podcasts take break for the duration of the summer and with with the exception of a few weeks here and there you very rarely even take a week off so yeah i think we i think we took we've done like a week maybe three or four Mm -hmm. times and we just knew which was weird and it was okay Um, but my whole family was sick and yep, just out of whack. Well, <laughs> and then at full disclosure, in the summer, podcast listening listening goes down in general across everybody. Like that's a generalized mm-hmm. thing. Even though people love the idea that maybe someone listens to it by the pool, it's actually not a, a big one for that. Like books still are like audiobooks, but that's what's happening. People switch to audiobooks to listen to by the pool or the beach or whatever it may be. But what's really cool is, is that when people dive back in and find you or come back because, you know, they're ready to listen again, I love to watch the way people consume you because I know it's going to blow up again in like a minute because we're about to be back to school this week for both yeah. you and I, our, our families. So tomorrow, bah, bah, bah. Yeah. Thursday, no. and you know, that's like, I think I am and maybe this is unintentionally part of the brand and it's definitely it became unintentionally part of my law practice is and like you know I do have a fair amount of advocates that listen so you're probably the audience for this particular comment but I have no offense if somebody's like eh, okay that's enough I'm out of here or in my law practice if somebody calls on an intake and is like I you know, I'm going to go in some other direction. I always say the phone, my phone keeps ringing, you know? And so like the things that I put out are 
necessarily intended for this audience. And I definitely love the feedback of, could you talk about this or could you talk about that or, you know, any constructive criticism too. But at the same time, like we're going to do what we just try to put out there what is consistent with our brand, what is consistent with our missions and what feels right to us in our hearts and in our mission statement. And so there is this like confidence and knowing and like plan that we just continue to try to fulfill here. So, you know, if it isn't right for Ashley Barlow Company, then it isn't right. And that's just kind of the way that that it goes. And I think that's a good advocacy strategy, a good advocacy skill. Like if something is, I don't I don't want to say like non-negotiable, but if something is non-negotiable, go after it. If something is, if you're really passionate about something, go after it. That's truly what this entire journey has been for me is this feels right. So I'm going to go after it. I've got the energy to do it. I'm going to go after it. That does not feel right. So I'm going to let that one go. And it's worked so far. So we'll keep at Absolutely. it. Okay. So we'll see everyone next week for episode 151. And I don't even know what the title is going to be. I don't know what we're doing next week, actually. So I think something on inclusion. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. That makes sense. Okay. We, a little behind the scenes. We go, we go like eight episodes out. Sometimes yeah. we had a big bank of episodes and then sometimes we go like, it's Monday and we publish it. Tuesday, did you read <laughs> Sometimes it's like, okay, I just going to finish cooking dinner and then I'll go edit it. Don't worry, I'll get it up. I'm going to go into the woods by my house to get away from the people <laughs> to record. So I think it's an inclusion. Okay. Right. Yeah. There is, a, there is a title in the list and everything. I just don't have it out. Yeah. 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 Not so willy nilly, but yeah. Okay, perfect. Thanks, Ash. This was fun. Hi, Neil.